0: We're Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, we'll take it seriously. We're only bugging. Hello, good evening, welcome. This is the Whistleblowers, uh, next edition of the Euro 2016 tournament. This is Mike Lee sitting in for Mark Webster. Mark unfortunately got... Literally held up on train on the way down from Nottingham because of this appalling weather we've been having, so I'm sitting in. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me tonight uh, from the wonderful Footballistically Arsenal podcast, Josh Landy returns.
2: I'm back, yes. You're back. I, I was here for the one before the tournament even started. That's right. So, well I thought Jamie Vardy might be about to sign there for Arsenal. you are. And
0: now it came no out longer. today that no longer, he's just signed a, a four-year contract at Leicester and joining us also regular on the Spurs show Robert Easton returns uh, Mike how are nice. you I'm good lovely to see you yes uh now lots to talk about um this is the first show of the whistleblowers when finally all those group stages games are finished we now know who's in the round of 16 both the, uh, Rob and Josh have been out uh to follow England mm-hmm. so it'd be good to get their insight on where they think we are and can we progress um so I mean let's I mean let's let's start off really by talking about the games that have been since the last whistleblowers, most notably last night with the extraordinary Hungary Portugal game uh, and the equally extraordinary Iceland Austria game. Did any of you watch those games?
2: Yeah, I saw a lot of the Hungary-Portugal game. Um, as soon as it started looking like a... I think I was one of those that thought Portugal would probably go win the game and, mm, yeah. and win the group, and therefore we wouldn't even have that possibility. Well, there, to
0: the, last, there, to the last minute, it was England-Portugal. It, it, was,
2: it was extraordinary how it happened. Hungary were, were, were very good going forward. Portugal, mm. the supposed weakness was always going to be defensively. Um, you know, Brilliant talent going forward, but could they... You know, keep it tight at the back, and the answer was they couldn't. There were a couple of very fortunate goals for Hungary to get two Co- goals, two deflections. to get yeah. two goals, very similar with deflections. It yeah. was, was really fortunate. Um, Ronaldo's behaviour once again at the mm-hmm. tournament was just so petulant It's just so
0: horrible to see, isn't it? I mean, we all, he's a great player, and yet, you know, apart from if you're a Real Madrid fan or you're a United fan. But most football fans don't like him because of those things he does.
2: Absolutely. Um, and you wonder, yes, he's a star, and of course he's going to play. At no point no manager is going to turn mm. around to Ronaldo and go, unless your behaviour improves, mm. you're, you're dropped from the team. But you must wonder what the teammates sometimes think. Mm. Um, the last two minutes of the game were really weird, weren't they? It was one of those football tournament occasions where the defenders are just passing it to each other. <laughs> yeah. No team wants to do anything. Yeah, they know true. it suits everyone. Yeah.
1: I've, uh, I've not really been a fan of the format of no. you know, expanding it to, to the amount of teams uh, that mm. they've got. I mean, we've had so many cat and mouse matches to start with which haven't been that entertaining. Are you doing
0: been... any tournament first game you I don't, don't know lose.
1: I actually don't know. I've I mean I've done I since 1986 I've been doing I've been going to tournaments for the best part of 30 years and and I have to say a lot of tournaments start off quite electrifying. I mean there's always one or two games in the first week or so where mm. great goals and great matches take place. It's taken a long time for us to get to Portugal hungry and a, and a ding-dong battle, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. And to some degree uh, I just think it's a little bit frustrating, but the once a defence was put under pressure, finally, you saw how they were buckling. I mean, mm. I think we're going to that's going to be the, the theme now going forward. I think defences are going to be under a lot of pressure, and mm. we'll see who. Has I mean, you could
0: argue, Josh, that you know, there's been unbelievable potential of last minute goals, couple of own goals, missed penalties. Apart from off the top of my head, two or three stinkers of matches, I think it's, it's been quite exciting as a sort of kind of neutral watching these games.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm i in between the two views, I think. Even if you take England's group with that final game, which I went to against Slovakia, it would be very unusual, you know, if it was the 16-team tournament, not mm. the 25, and the top two were going through, Slovakia couldn't have done what, what they did in terms yeah. of a, a point wouldn't have been good enough in the final mm. game that I had to go for it. And the Slovakia team that had talent going forward but was really restrained, they've got Vice, um who looked great, Hampstead looked great, and it would have been great to see them with uh, you know, released on, on the mm. England defence. But instead what we got was a nil-nil does us. Let's just sit as deep as we can. Not allow Vardy to get in behind. He only got in behind once whole game. And get the draw. So I think there have been a few too many of those sort of games really. Well,
1: my it's interesting because this is one of the first few tournaments that I've watched from the perspective of a coach now. Because I coach out in the United States. So I've kind of come back and I'm now using this tournament to study, you know, the tactics and technical uh, play. And it's been very interesting because I'm looking at matches and if we take the group of Ireland and Belgium and Italy, I mean, I've, I've found it difficult to work out what teams' games plans have been. Mm. I mean, what was Italy's game plan last night Exactly. I mean, they didn't exactly defend and they didn't really commit anybody forward. What Mm. was Belgium's game plan in the first game against Italy? That made no sense to me whatsoever. And Ireland, Sweden, neither of them had a game plan. Mm. Um, So I kind of find the the tactics of some of these games quite bizarre and I think it's because they are erring on the negative side of not wanting to concede and not wanting to give Mm. um, a game away. And then finally, when they need to get a win, like Ireland last night, Mm. they threw everything forward. Italy rested eight players.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, you you don't quite know where you are and where you stand. I mean, what Italy did we see last night?
0: But but going back to the format, Josh, I, 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 I take that. But again, because of this new format, Republic of Ireland got through, that wonderful win yesterday against Italy. Northern Ireland got through so that all the sort of home nations effectively have got through. And a bit like sort of like the, when the playoffs came in and people are like, oh these playoffs, is not fair, but you know, we've now got some cracking second round matches and, you know, I, I quite like this, yeah, this new all, setup.
2: All we've got now, Mike, is 16 teams left, which is what mm. we would have had <laughs> yeah. in, in previous tournaments. So it does feel like, well, yeah. we start here. Yeah. This is yeah. where it really begins. We've got a Portugal team that are yet to win a game in the competition. Yeah. You know, they've drawn three and found their way through to the last 16. Mm. Yeah, for me, the tournament starts now and maybe we'll come on to England in more detail, but that's mm. why, you know, okay, Iceland, it will be a really intriguing game and I'm, mm. I'm sure we'll talk about it. But this is where teams can't afford just to sit back and take nil no. nils and draws. What can do is try and get to penalties. Well, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah so, or you,
1: certain uh, teams
0: might do. Yeah, even, sorry, even.
1: sorry, Mike. We I was discussing this with my friend earlier. I mean, if you compare it mm. to Italy Island in Giant Stadium in '94, mm. which was the first game mm. against one of the greatest Italian sides that ever was, that result is something completely uh, amazing, an incredible moment in, in their sport in history. Last night they played Italy reserves Mm -hmm. and sneaked a win and got into third place. For me, it doesn't have the same.
0: Yeah, but if you're an Ireland fan out there, you're going to go last night with one of the greatest matches and atmospheres you've ever seen. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I agree with that. We all
0: love football. That's the great thing about football.
2: Yeah. And and again, to talk about the luck of the Irish, you know, they're lucky they played Italy when they're ready through. If Italy, Ireland is the first game in that group, presumably Ireland don't take you know, a victory and yeah. therefore wouldn't be through.
0: Mm. But isn't that a great thing about tournament football? I mean, you, we can all look well, at a bit teams in that ways. won tournaments and gone, all oh, they weren't great well, early you're, on. You're going back and to your now you point, kind of come alive.
1: I mean, it's about the, 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 the germany Austria scenario back yeah. in 82, 82. You know, they when played they played out, and, yeah, out yeah, that draw. ludicrous yeah. last 10 minutes. I mean, it kind of got contrived yesterday, didn't it? Hungary and Portugal. I don't like to see it. I've got to be honest, I don't particularly like the format. I think that, that you know... T- t- where, I mean, where are Northern Ireland, Wales and Republic of Ireland in world standings and over over, over the course of history? How mm. does this stand? It's distorted, in my opinion. I mean, I do, I do think that genuine full-out matches, which you need to win, you've got to win and, you've, and you can't afford to take your foot off the pedal, which we'll probably get onto to England now, mm. it's cost them. Um, as... as, as kind of created a little bit of a, mm. an indifference.
0: Well, let's, let's look at England then, Josh. Mm. Uh, because obviously, as we just touched upon, with a minutes ago, it looked like we were going to get Portugal. A lot of people went, great, as you said, not a great defence. Actually might suit the way that England are playing. Um, but then we haven't beaten them in a major tournament since 1966. We've ended up with Iceland, who, again, on paper, we should beat But you kind of already know how Iceland are going to set up against us. Can we break them down? Do we go back to the team that Roy originally put out in the first game, first two games, or does he look at sort of, oh, I'm going to sort of, you know, mix it up again?
2: I think he goes largely back to the team that we saw in that first game. I feel generally the press, and I, it was an odd, odd feeling coming out of the stadium against um, Slovakia after the little draw. It was deeply frustrating. We, mm. we should have won the game. We had the better chances to win the game. But ultimately, we qualified, and yet all the fans around me seemed to be you know, slating Hodgson for the changes. And ahead of the game, I thought, well, the two, two full-backs, mm. you, know, you two, obviously, Tottenham fans, they rarely play. They wouldn't play three games in a week normally. Mm. Fair enough that he's changed them. I don't I think Klein had a pretty good game. Yeah. Bertram wasn't particularly poor, so it can't really fault there. Um, you know, playing Vardy instead of Kane, you know, Deli Alley, Wilshire had a poor game. But I, I, I long what I'm trying to say is I wasn't that upset about the team. However, it didn't pay off and therefore mm. I think he'll come back. I think Kane will come back, the two fullbacks will mm. will come back, Deli Alley returns. And therefore, we go back to where you were. And let's not forget, we played really well in that first game against Russia. Mm. And if we can reproduce anything like that sort of performance, we're not going to be that unlucky again in terms of conversion of the chances we managed to create. Mm. I'm sure you know. Several times in the next couple of days, we will hear again and again what the population of Iceland is and how it could probably fit into I don't know Barnet or Brent or some of the bigger boroughs in London. Never mind the whole of um, you know one city. But yes, I'm I'm confident. Of course, it's a better draw than playing against Portugal. Mm. Uh, You know, for my generation, we we all remember obviously 2006 and then Mm. also 2004, where we've exited against Portugal. And then look, you get to a quarter final, you hope against. Yeah, sure, France, whatever you get in the quarterfinal of a big tournament. It's going to be a tough game. So mm. we all thought it was going to be a route involving Spain. It hasn't because Spain didn't win their group. But there's too much doom and gloom. I thought we played very well against Russia. We dominated Slovakia. We weren't actually great against Wales the one game we mm. won. But I think we've done enough there to show, look, we'll beat Iceland and we've got a real chance against mm. France. Rob,
0: you've you played a lot of tournament. You've been lot, lot tournament football. Do you think is an advantage now that we've got the game? It's not the Saturday game. It's Monday. We've got a few more days to rest, to train. Mm. Do you think that... When tournament football, do you think that's really important? Well, I
1: think the players will be itching to get out there as soon mm. as possible. I mean, you know, I, I think um, they've probably had enough rest. I mean, a few obviously didn't play and it will be changing the team. So mm. there'll be a few that have been rested. I just hope that ultimately um, he, he lets them play with freedom. Uh, I mean, the bottom line is it's a young team. Mm. Let them go at this Iceland team. Let's, um, you know, let's go, let's go at them early. Let's go at them quickly. Against Russia... He seemed like it, there was freedom for all the players to move and play where they wanted. We created a lot of chances. Mm. We created a lot of chances in every game. Mm. I think it's something like 40 or 50 attempts on goal. And we got three goals. You can't blame a coach for that. coach mm. is going to prepare you to go out and make chances. Mm. If the chances aren't taken, he can, he can maybe tinker with it, put on a couple more forwards, change it a little bit. But ultimately, chances are made. They've got to be taken. Mm. Now, God forbid... We go out and we try and play a cagey game or try and keep it structured and try and keep it you know, um, cohesive. I, I'd much rather just see, like Slav and Bilic mentioned, they're like a young horse. Let them run. Mm. Let them go. Listen, if it doesn't work out, I still would rather that than us try and kind of maintain some kind of degree of of safety net. And Mm. then all of a sudden we're running out of time and we didn't get a goal and we're looking at penalties or something like that. Let the team go. Let them attack. This team liked to attack. Mm. Let them all run. Let them forwards, fullbacks get forward. In fact, one of the things I noticed against um, Russia was when our two fullbacks pushed up wide, I felt that our two inside forwards could have also pushed on to the fullbacks and and outnumbered and overloaded them. Mm. I just felt at times there would have been, we could have created so much through those gaps, inside and around the back. It just seemed to me like both Lalana and Deli Ali kind of held a little bit. I'd rather just see them go. Mm. Let's just go, Just, just commit men forward. So far, I mean, I don't see Iceland being this enormously effective counter-attacking football team. I mean, they, you know, of mm. course, they're going to try and hit on the break. But, you know, holding Dyer back or someone, I mean, they're going to have five defenders, plus our goalkeeper, six people back. I mean, it should be enough. Mm. You know, so I'd like to see England go all out and, and try and win. Like that.
0: Well, let's look at the... Uh, let's, let, let's sort of briefly look at the other games. I and mean, we start um, now on Saturday afternoon in St probably one of the sort of on-paper... <laughs> Dulles against Switzerland and Poland. Josh could probably go either way, couldn't it? Poland's in their first knockout stage now of a a tournament.
2: Yeah, I think Poland probably haven't lit up a tournament like Mm. a lot of people thought. Lewandowski and Mielek up front that were expected, I think, to get probably more goals than they've already got in the tournament. I'd put Poland as favourites there. I assume they are with the bookmakers. I I haven't Mm -hmm. checked. And uh, look, they're on the right side of the draw. So... Someone, you know, is going to make progress towards the semi final. Yeah. And why, why not them? I think, you know, Poland probably feel fairly confident in that side of the draw. Mm. And
0: the next game, Rob, which could have been us, actually, it could have been, uh, If we topped the group, it could have been England versus Northern Ireland. But a real home international feel on Saturday night in Paris, Wales View, Northern Ireland. Wales, obvious favourites?
1: I think there's such... I mean, the thing with these teams, as Ireland showed last night, Republic of Ireland, there's such amazing team spirits Mm. here. I mean, this is what their campaigns are based on. Um, (laughs) You're going to get two massive team spirits fighting each other. I just think it probably will be settled by refereeing decisions or
0: maybe just that bit of quality and Bale has got the top three goals so far. Yeah, Bale's a massive factor. But But uh, Northern Ireland will know a lot of the Welsh players and a lot of them will play in the lower leagues against each other.
1: Correct, correct. I don't know. That's, I'm hoping there'll be goals. There'll be there'll be that'll be end to end. Mm. I don't think either will lie down. Obviously, they'll play to the end. I see it as being very very close, and, and refereeing may maybe the deciding factor. Mm.
0: And we're in the next game, um, Josh, which is uh, also at the nine o'clock kickoff in Lons, Croatia versus Portugal. Probably now you make Croatia slight favourites.
2: Yeah, I think Croatia have been been fantastic. I um, yeah, watched. The entirety of their game against Spain the other day, and you know, yeah, there were a couple of changes on on both teams, but Croatia were, were good value for for their victory, and but for a sort of freakish 15 minutes against mm. the Czech Republic in the game before, yeah. would have um, would have taken maximum points from the group. So i have feeling fairly um, confident. Portugal haven't haven't won a game at the tournament, haven't played particularly well. Um, and obviously, the winner of that game plays the winner of Switzerland uh, Poland. So you know, I'd suspect uh, my mind of be on a Croatia Poland uh, quarter final. Wow,
0: incredible, isn't it? And then uh, the next game, which is on uh, Sunday, uh, three o'clock. Host nation France against Republic Ireland. Rob, obviously France big favourites, but then you know the, the sort of fear factor playing in the home ground. Ireland got nothing to lose. Could you see an upset there?
1: Um, well, I think you just said it, didn't you? I, I mean, they've got nothing to lose. <sighs> Pressure on France, early goal for France, and it 's all over you think so if it can go yeah. if Ireland can keep,
0: keep it the, r- 0-0. the
1: results of nil nil for a, a long period, I think the crowd will get tense, France will get tense, the old cliches, but probably true mm-hmm. um, and then it, then all of a sudden you 've got a game on your hands for the last half an hour. Um, one thing about the Irish again that you know the, I thought the quality of balls in. On their uh, def- um, from crosses and deep free kicks yesterday were was very very good. Mm-hmm. So if Ireland can get into those situations, of, you know, deep free kicks, getting crosses in, putting pressure on Lloris, putting, trying to turn their defenders around, why not? They could they could get certainly get a goal. Mm-hmm. And
0: then the next game on uh, Sunday at six o'clock in Lille, Germany versus Slovakia. Josh, Germany, you see that as a relatively easy win.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was interesting. Not a single team won all three games of their group, and obviously yeah. Germany had that draw against Poland, in what mm. was a, a you know one of Tell the worst games of, no. of the tournament that nil nil. Um, Slovakia, you know, Russia turned out to be a particularly poor team at the tournament, yeah. probably the most disappointing yeah, team alongside definitely. Ukraine. So all we've seen is a you know relatively impressive um, Slovakia win. Against Russia, but I I wasn't overly impressed. I mean, defensively, I guess you would say you know well done in their game against England. Skirtle did do particularly well, mm. uh, Marshall in defence. I, I, in some ways, that I feel I don't know because you know I felt they were so constrained in trying to just get their point to yeah. to get through. I think they will give Germany some troubles. But
0: Hamsik looks like a good player. Yeah, and it? as
2: I say, you know on the on the other wing they've got um, Vice the Old Man City mm. player who also has looked very very good. But You can't see them having quite enough to trouble sort of Germany who, you know, in a knockout game like that needing to win. There's just too much class.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And then the next game, Sunday night o'clock to lose. I think this one's got goals. Hungary versus Belgium, Rob.
1: Belgium at the moment just seem to not be as cohesive as, as you'd like to see. It's unbelievable. You look uh, at the players yeah. on
0: paper and you go, wow, this team can go all but the way But maybe that's
1: now. the problem. Maybe there's too many egos out on that field. Mm. Um, they look like they're trying to play for themselves rather than their team. Mm. I think there'll be too much quality with Belgium Though in the end. Yeah. And, and I, I, I sort of feel like they're going to click. And once they do, then someone's going to get hiding. Yeah, fair enough. And then the next
0: game on the Monday, 6 o'clock, which is a game that, Josh, you'll be at, I believe, is... Uh, Italy versus Spain.
2: Yeah, I'm going to that one, which will take place, um, what, three four hours before the England game. So mm. uh, I guess it's the, the tie of the round, isn't it, from a, from a neutral's point of view, the one that, that people have most interest in. It's hard to call because to call. It, it, Italy you know, turned up and surprised everyone. That performance against Belgium always came from nowhere. Um, a, clean, a clean sheet followed by a 1-0 win over Sweden. So you had the old Italian stereotype of a brilliant defensive performance, not conceding. And I don't really know what we can learn from the Ireland game because mm. of, of all the changes. So if you, you take them only on their sort of two performances, based on the team that presumably will play against Spain, you have to say very tough to score against. Spain, you know, demolished Turkey, you know, three 0 Struggled in their opening game, and again in, in a game that they, you know, should have probably performed better in against Croatia, and obviously they missed penalty they they disappointed I don't think this is straightforward I think this is probably heading for extra time yeah. so I think we're going to get value for money at, at the game when we, <laughs> when we go on Monday Come night later and,
0: than you and for those uh,
2: those fans waiting around for the England game we'll have half an hour more football to see yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. I think Italy might sneak this um, and, and possibly it might go all the way to penalties mm.
0: and then finally Rob uh, we've already touched on it. England versus Iceland winner will play the winner of the France the Republic of Ireland game so you see that being England-France quarterfinal? England
1: will win comfortably on Monday night. Um, I think it'll be a good performance. And I think England will beat whoever they play in the quarterfinal. I think you they'll think beat so? France. I think they'll beat Ireland. I think England are going to the semis. I don't know what's going to happen from oh. there. But it was interesting watching... <laughs> we, know, we know what normally happens from there. Well, I don't know. I just feel it. I, I, you know, I get a sense of it. I was watching the Hand of God thing last night. Yeah. Um, and that poor first <laughs> three games we played in Mexico. And I remember being at the Poland game. Um, I don't know. I just think we're going to play well. I, I think we're going to play well on, on Monday and I think we're going to take that momentum into the final. I mean, if you
0: look at your performances, Josh, apart from goals and results, you could argue that sort of form-wise and, 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 and you know, chances-wise, England are actually one of the most... Um the best kind of teams we've seen in the group stages.
2: Yeah, I think there's an argument there. I'm not sure there has been one outstanding Mm. team yet. You've seen flashes probably from Croatia. Obviously, Spain played brilliant against Turkey. Italy in that first game against Belgium. There's not been one team that in all three games you've got brilliant, fair play, looks set to win the tournament. Um, Everyone's had glimpses, and there's no question England have glimpses, which is why when there was so much negativity coming Mm. out of the stadium the other day, I felt really frustrated because... Look, we we've got a bit lucky last night with the Iceland very late goal, meaning that we we play Iceland, which you know will be heavy favourites. And you know, I'm sort of with Rob. I think we could go and beat France, mm. and then you don't know. Um, but certainly the, the negativity that's sort of come out is, I think, unjustified. We've ultimately you know, got through, it's now the real tournament starts and, and we'll see exactly what we're made of. But I'm, I'm fairly confident. Like Rob, I think we're heading to the semis. That negativity
1: helps a team in a tournament, though, I think. I think, you know, if you, if you look, listen to the players in the press conference and the Hudson, they're confident. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think that little bit of criticism only makes them feel more... You know, well, there's big reports
0: about Raheem Sterling getting quite upset with, with the sort of social media people sort of not being impressed with his performances. You sort of think, why are they allowed to even look at this stuff during a tournament? I well, mean, have got,
2: got to let them have a phone for you know, a for month a, very, a long order time. Or their pizzas, yeah. Um, for Sterling to be in touch. I think, he yeah, it would be hard-pressed to miss the negativity surrounding mm. him. He has been probably the, the sort of main disappointment of the mm. squad. It's incredible to think there is a £50 million player. And then, you know, on the train going back to um, Lyon after the game in St everyone seems to be talking about where's Andros Townsend? <laughs> which is yeah. an extraordinary development for mm. a player mm. not seemed worthy of Spurs' matchday squad mm. you know, well, barely nine months ago. We
1: didn't lose a game in qualifying, did we?
2: No. Mm. The only we only won to we, win all ten.
1: And we beat Germany away in a friendly. Mm. And we haven't lost here. Mm. so I mean, yeah. Hodgson needs to be given a bit of credit I think you know, yeah. and the Wales game let's face it at half time tricky situation
0: yeah he had, he had to go and, he was, really and he, posi- did. he was very positive and he's got, and enough, he he's got enough bloody strikers on that
2: bench Yeah. yeah although on that it was possibly the argument on, you know, on, on the Slovakia game would an Andy Carroll or a Peter Crouch would have be been a better option to come on when there is such a defence sitting so deep mm. that you're kind of resorting to trying to get in the box. And, and maybe that was an argument. Maybe mm. would have taken maybe an Andy Carroll mm. instead of, I don't we've, we haven't seen Ross Barkley in the tournament yet. James no. Milner's had five minutes where he dangled a leg mm. across that ultimately led to that Russian goal. So maybe that was just a thought, mm. you know, a plan B striker. You
1: know, Do you think um, Wilshire will start against no. Dyson? No. no look, you know, I he didn't match fit, did he? I, didn't I, think. I, he did I love, love Wilshire,
2: but it's, it seemed to me watching him that he reverted almost back into a shell. Once he had a sort of poor opening 20 minutes, the, the passes got shorter and invariably backwards rather than trying to be sort of head up looking forwards, which is what He's known mm. for and presumably was taken for. Um, I wonder what Ross Barkley does think about not getting any minutes yet, because he was, mm. forget, he was part of a 2014 World Cup squad as well, and yet, yet not had a minute. Him and John Stones, I think, the mm. only two that haven't even appeared yet. So, can
1: can I ask Josh a question? Of course you can. How do you feel as an Arsenal fan? With Kane and Dele Alley flying around and the full-backs. Uh, no, you, you, I mean, if Kane... I mean, I remember... I know he, the answer to that. <laughs> Is an
0: England fun happy, but if one of them got injured, you'd, you know.
2: <laughs> well, no, look, you've got, to, you've got to give amazing credit. And, and Pochettino did it at Southampton, didn't and he? brought young players through. He's put faith in. I mean, I, you know, many of my Tottenham mates used to slag off Danny Rose. Mm. Uh, no end. But, you know, you've seen the progression with him. And you've got to give credit to a manager. When you see a player make that kind of leap forward, mm. it's a coach... Or a manager has got hold of him, but obviously that entire spine of that team that could come back is going to be five Tottenham players, and you know I'll be I'll be cheering just as much as anyone if they can sort of bring, you know bring home a few few more victories. But
0: I think we can all agree that Dyer has probably been the most impressive team so far in the England team. I mean, he's got it? That's a player that's really come on. And, well, Kyle Walker know, I thought was terrific, and Walker as well. A, a well, uh, is
1: is the whole emergence of players who, let's face it, have not been seen in the last few years? coming now to the front, is, is that because um, there's gen- they're genuinely talented players that have been missed or do you think that the, the overall standard of the tournament and the, I, even the Premier League last season... I,
0: I, I think, I mean it's an old argument now, I think now because years ago you played in Iceland or Hungary, you wouldn't know any of their players because so many now play, you play them in the Champions League, the Premier League and the Europa League... There's no real secrets anymore. There's no real secrets with teams. You just go, or oh, whatever. Probably Iceland out of all of them the one team that no one really knew many of their players. So I just think players sort of know each other much more than the, each other's games.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But even then, I mean, I, I remember being at the World Cup in, uh, in Brazil a couple of years ago and ended up in, incredibly bizarrely sat next to Gareth Southgate at Chile, Spain. Right. And obviously he was sent there on the basis that I think we could have played a team from that group had we qualified from ours, obviously, we went out and lost to Uruguay and then came even below Costa Rica by the end of it. But don't think that obviously Iceland was one of the teams we could, in theory, have ended up playing. So it's, I suspect they've done a d- degree of work, even though, you know, most people would have thought that wasn't a route that would have worked out mm. for us. So even with Iceland, I think you're exactly right. There's so much more availability. The players are playing around Europe. We've got a couple of them, what, Sigurdsson, the old Spurs player. Mm. There's I agree. I think there's an element of um, everyone knows everyone these days. And as you said earlier, there's a way that we expect Iceland to come out and play, which is the way they've played in their first few games at the tournament. And, you know, we'll see if their style remains effective. If they can catch us on the break and win 1 0, they'll be delighted. Well,
1: it's always a shock, isn't there, Mike? Oh no! I th- in th- I the think, last sixteen, yeah. there's
2: going to be a shock
1: somewhere. Yeah, just hope it's not the in the, England,
0: <laughs> in the England Iceland game. Make it be one of the other ones. Make it the France Island game. That's why I want to see the shock. Mm. You know. But anyway, look, gentlemen, it's uh, been lovely to have you both on. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks, Rob. Uh, we're back again next Tuesday. when We will be looking back at all these games and discussing the quarter final with Mark Webster and our guest Dan Riley from United Redcast. And the author Paolo Hewitt will be joining us as well. So thanks for downloading us, and we'll see you again next week this is the playback media production served to you by why not think people for all links to this show go to the whistleblowers.net
2: sports social podcast network with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
2: sorry
1: sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps>